What you believe about yourself and your life is likely not based in reality, but in bullshit stories that you did not consent to, pieced together throughout your life with ideas offered to you from external sources. This podcast is here to help you recognize and dismantle those stories so you can reclaim your power and achieve what you want in life. Welcome to Yeah, I Made That Up with life and business coach, Kelly Jackson. Hi, I love you. (laughs) I'm working on starting all of these like that. (laughs) (laughs) Because I do. I love you. Um, So I had a super fucked up experience last Friday morning that I'm still trying to wrap my head around. But it got me thinking about how we always think that we are the default because our own experiences are all we truly have to draw from. And like none of us are a default. But let me tell you about what happened the other morning and we'll get to the concept of defaulting ourselves. I have a dog. Her name is Jubilee. She's a lab mix and she's perfect. And to be clear, when I say she's perfect, I do not mean that she is exceptionally well behaved. I do not mean she is quiet. I do not mean she is gentle and loving toward other dogs or people for that matter. Not because she's not trained, (laughs) but because of her history, her background. When I say Jubilee is perfect, what I mean is that she shows up as her full self in every moment, and I do not want her to be any other way. I do not want me to be any other way either, or you. (laughs) We could all learn from Jubes. (laughs) Jubilee and I go for a walk every day. In the warmer months, we walk in the mornings. In the cooler months, we walk in the afternoons. And... Daylight savings time is about the time we transition. So right now, we're walking in the mornings. Our walks aren't just around the block or up and down our street. We walk for a good 45 minutes to an hour each day. Some days a bit longer. And we go at a pretty good clip. She has a lot of energy. If I'm not feeling well, we might do half an hour, but that's super rare. And... The only times we don't walk is when there's thunder or ice. She's afraid of thunder. And we tried walks when the sidewalks were icy. It did not go well. I let her lead our walks and we rarely take the same path twice. She has friends in the neighborhood who she looks for when they're not out. She barks at their fences. And when they are out, they bark back. It's actually quite adorable when we get to her friends' houses. Her favorite friends are huskies, and there are three houses in the neighborhood with huskies. One house has three of them, and they howl like crazy when she comes by. There's a concrete wall Jubilee tries to climb to get to them. The two other husky houses each just have one. One of them has a rock wall, and that husky will run the fence to try to get to Jubilee while Jubes tries to climb the wall. The other one is elderly, and he will calmly walk out to the fence to greet her. The dogs, humans, and I laugh together at their love for one another if the humans are outside. There are also dogs in the neighborhood she doesn't like, and I make sure we don't go down those blocks if the dogs are out. 
And if they aren't, or if I'm unsure, we will stay on the other side of the street just in case. So Jubes and I were on our walk last Friday morning, less than two blocks away, when another dog ran at her from nowhere. And again, she's not super friendly toward other dogs outside of her friends, and she only knows them really as being fenced into their yards. This was an off-leash dog, and the dog was smaller than Jubilee, but lunged at her neck. I got between the two, and I kept Jubes back. We live across the street from an elementary school, and it was AM drop-off, so there were tons of cars around, and this dog had come from around the corner of the schoolyard. Some parents walk their kids to school, and some take their dogs, and I'm always very careful during drop-off and pick-up, but no one was walking a dog where we were. As suddenly as this dog appeared, a man got out of a car in the intersection, leaving his car door open, and pulled the dog away by the collar. He left his car sitting in the middle of the intersection, and rather than putting the dog in the car, he took it down an alley. I tried to see what was happening, because I am not here for animal abuse, but I couldn't see anything. The passenger got into the driver's seat, shut the door, and drove down the alley. A couple of parents came up and asked if we were okay. Then the car came out of the alley. The man rolled down his window and yelled at me, telling me to go fuck myself. The whole experience took place within about two minutes. I was in shock and very confused. When Jubes gets agitated, our walks get precarious. She pulls more and chases squirrels. She barks more. She's more aggressive. Once we get home, she's fine. So I decided it'd be best to just take her home. We crossed the street, rounded the corner, and y'all, another fucking dog came at her from nowhere. This one was about the same size as the first dog. I kid you not. Off-leash dog number two running at my dog from nowhere. It ran from the direction of an apartment building a block away, but there were no humans around it. There were plenty of humans around in general, and thankfully. (laughs) And the teacher or administrator serving as crossing guard that morning came over and picked up that dog so that we could get away. Seriously, two dogs within one block running at my dog. She's not friendly toward other dogs in general. Definitely not when they run at her. She'll get aggressive. She was bigger than both of them wouldn't have gone well for them. So why am I telling you about this fucked up experience of two fleece dogs running at my dog while we were on our normal walk last Friday morning? Because it got me thinking about the rationale folks use who don't keep their dogs on a leash. How they'll say things like, it's okay, my dog is friendly. But here's the thing. Your dog is not the default. Your experience is not the default. Your perception is not the default. Your dog may be friendly, but mine is not. Your dog may be friendly, but someone who's afraid of dogs won't be able to process that. Someone who's allergic won't care. 
By centering your experience as if it's the default, it excludes everyone else's possible experience and does a disservice to them as well as yourself and potentially your dog. We all do this. The work is to be aware of it so that we can start to center other people's experiences when it's appropriate and do that on purpose. And one of those places where it's appropriate is in your business. Because here's the deal. When you think something is tedious, but it's actually super valuable to your client, if all you're thinking about is your experience as if it's the default, you will have no idea how much more you could be providing in order to ensure excellent client care. When you think resurfacing might annoy someone, centering yourself and making your experience the default, your anxiety the default, you're doing a massive disservice to your client by not checking in and making sure they're still happy with their product, that everything is still working properly, and that they know how to refill anything running low. When you center your own negative self-concept, assuming your thoughts about yourself are the default, you literally don't even hear it when someone else offers you praise and validation that you think you want. Because you think everyone else just thinks what you do. And if you do notice a compliment, you brush it off as them just being nice or saying that to be polite, but they don't really mean it. Which actually means that you're calling that person a liar as if there could be any benefit to them making nice shit up about you. And you might take that a step further, assuming everyone is making shit up about you just to be nice, as if they all have time to conspire against you, to gaslight you into believing they like you when they don't. The logic doesn't check out, but you won't question the logic when you're assuming that your experience is the default. So this week, I invite you to explore where you're centering yourself and making that assumption. Question the logic. Does it hold up? I promise it doesn't. This kind of work, questioning the assumptions we have, is what I offer to my clients. It helps us break down the socialized bullshit that holds us back from showing up to our lives and our businesses the way we truly want to. And I'd love to dig further into it with you. The doors will be open soonish for the Rexy Collective, and we'll have a wait list you can join within the next few weeks to be the first to know all the details. If you'd like to go ahead and get on my mailing list, you'll automatically get the info when it becomes available. Sign up at pressurepointcoaching.com.